Amen. Thank you, Platform Workers. Thank you for your liberality this morning. Very much appreciated. Daniel chapter 10. Uh, before we get moving this morning, I almost got ahead of myself. We do have two testimonies. Uh, we had an outreach yesterday. I have two testimonies very quickly. Uh, Kirsten and Ryan, Amen. I believe they're coming. Yeah. Let's give them a hand as they come this morning. Um, I just want to say that uh, going to um, outreach yesterday, street preaching, um, something I hadn't done in a long time um, since before the coronavirus. And um, it was just really uh, refreshing and like kind of awakening for me because I hadn't done it in so long. But um, I wasn't really anticipating getting on the bullhorn. But when I did get on it, it was it was really um this holy spirit took over and i really didn't know what i was going to say and i was nervous at first but then while i was on the bullhorn um things just really changed <laughs> i wasn't so nervous anymore but um i thank god for um that um experience and i feel like um i was really excited you know before i got there but i was just even more excited afterwards and forgot to stir something you know that can you know can last <laughs> amen amen uh, so much happened in such a short time uh it's a way amazing the way the lord orchestrates these um outreaches and I, i've really enjoyed and developed from them and, and appreciative to it the fastest way i think is the scripture that, that just pops in my mind is um what Jesus said to his disciples, uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And when I looked at the harvest is plentiful, or the, the harvest is plentiful, there was so much that happened. You know, in my carnal mind, I thought, oh, we're just going to witness to southbound traffic, and that will be about it. And next thing you know, all these cars are going westbound, fire trucks coming eastbound. And the fire truck, you know, I was like, I don't know if y'all should be looking at signs, but uh, they did. They were actually reading the sign. I watched in the sea. They were reading the sign. And so that's that, that aspect of it, people listening as they were in front of the store, the convenience store, folks coming from across the street in the apartment. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, like there's folks everywhere that need the gospel as we've seen over the last, last several weeks. And then the labors are few. It was amazing to see from the youngest brother and sister in Christ to the oldest, just, I, I don't, it's just team Jesus. I don't even want to name names because it's like, well, I, you he didn't say my name, but it, it, it's the it's awesome because it's not about us. It's the humility that comes to it as we come together and the labors are few and we see that everybody has something to do, whether you're on a bullhorn, whether you're, you're just witnessing the people. I saw, I saw the, the young brothers witnessing the people get filling up air in their tires. It was just amazing. I don't want to take it. That's why I try to condense it. It's just so packed. But as my wife says, the Lord said, hold my scroll. That's what she says because you're thinking one thing and there's so many other things that go beyond. So amen. Thank you. Amen. Appreciate those testimonies. Get your Bibles. Uh, Daniel 3 would be our text more. Daniel 3. Uh, we'll start verse 1. But I was reading a story about some sheep that were being attacked by some wolves. Uh, as I'm reading this, you know, you think the immediate outcome, the wolves are going to come in and do what they do, you know, tear some sheep, get some weak sheep, turn them apart, and have a meal. Uh, but the sheep, uh, as they're being attacked, they got together. 
and said, hey, let's make a stand here. Let's stand together and let's charge the wolves. And so the story goes that they, uh, together, they got together, ties a pack, began to charge the wolves and actually stomped the wolves to death and they won the battle. Now, whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. But it does represent a truth I want to preach on this morning that together we stand and together we can overcome any enemy uh, and together we can accomplish great things for God. So I want to preach this morning the need of a friend or need of friendship. Out of Daniel chapter 3, we start verse 1. It says, Then Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 90 feet and width was 9 feet. He set up in the plains of Dura in the province of ba uh, Babylon, the king Nebuchadnezzar sent together the governors, counselors, treasurers, justice, magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to dedication of the image King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the governors, counselors, treasurers, justice, magistrates, and all the officials of the province gathered to the dedicate or for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and a herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O people, nations, and language, that when you hear the sound of the horns, pipes, harps, and all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image which Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Whosoever does not fall down and worship uh, shall immediately be, uh, be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the people heard the sound, of the horns, pipes, and harps, and every kind of music, all the people, nations, language, fell down to worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Drop down to verse 12. said, Then there were certain Jews uh, whom uh, you had appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, do not pay attention to you, nor do they serve your gods, nor worship your golden image which you have set up. The Nebuchadnezzar in fierce rage commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image that I have set up? Now if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipes, and every kind of music, and you fall down and worship the image that I have made, uh, well and good, but if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast to a burning, fiery furnace. And who is it that who and who is it God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego answered and said to the king, "We have no need to answer you in this matter." In other words, our minds made up. Uh, if this be if this uh, be so, our God, whom we have served, is able to deliver us from the fire, burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, uh, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods nor worship your golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury. The expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. He ordered the, the furnace heated seven times more uh, than it was uh, uh, usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast him to the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound, their coats, their tunics, their hats, and their outer garment were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name this morning, God, I'm asking you to anoint the words that I speak. God, let there be a grace of God upon this service. 
I pray, God, let there be conviction, God, of friendship. We need a friend. Uh, God, somebody we can link heart with, stand with. Uh, I pray, God, I, help us, give us a revelation this morning. Your name be glorified in Jesus' name. So the need for friendship. King Nebuchadnezzar, let's do the background of our text here. King Nebuchadnezzar was a wealthy, powerful madman. He's full of pride and arrogance and expected everyone, uh, young and old, rich and poor, religious, non-religious, black, white, uh, married, unmarried, to bow to every word, command, <coughs> an idea he had. That's the kind of man he was. That's the kind of king he is. Uh, if I say it, you do it, no questions asked. If that's not enough, all the governors, counselors, treasurers, justice, magistrate, all the officials of the province was with them. They all gave him the amen. So here's a madman uh, as a king uh, and all the leaders. The Bible says all the governors, all the counselors, magistrates, uh, judges, uh, all were in agreement with him. Yes, we are going to bow and worship your image. So to stand against this, that had been intense. So that's kind of the background of where we're at. King Nebuchadnezzar ran his government by fear. It says, you, you are commanded, O people, nations, and language. That when you hear the sound of the, the harp, the pipe, and the horn, and every kind of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that uh, King Nebuchadnezzar set up. Whosoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the fire, burning fiery furnace. So they're walking on pins and needles here. Uh, rather, they're at work, at the market, walking on the road with their friend. Uh, when they hear the music sound, uh, they're to immediately fall down on their face and worship, lift their voice and worship this golden image. So that's the surroundings. That's the kind of way they're living. So whatever you're doing any time, uh, music be sounded, uh, you have to stop, fall down and worship. If your neighbor doesn't see you not doing that, you're in trouble. What's interesting, 20 years earlier, God gave King Nebuchadnezzar a dream, Daniel 2. Daniel reveals the dream. I want to read a little bit of it to you. Daniel reveals the dream here. So you saw king and behold a great image. This image mighty, uh, this image mighty and exceedingly brightness stood before you. And its appearance was frightening. The head of this image was of fine gold. Its chest and its arms of silver, the middle and the thigh of bronze, the legs of iron and feet partly of iron and partly of clay. As you looked, a stone cut out by no man's hands, and it struck the image on his feet, and the iron and the clay, and broke them in pieces. Then the iron and the clay and the bronze, the silver and the gold, all together were broken in pieces, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floor. And the wind carried them away, and that there was no trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain, and filled the whole world. Now, verse 36, right down there, Daniel gives the interpretation. He reveals the dream. Now he gives the interpretation. This is the dream. Uh, you, O king, the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, and the might, and the glory, and to whose hands it has given. Wherever they dwell, the children of men, the beasts of the field, and the birds of heaven, making you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold, another kingdom inferior to you shall rise after you, and yet a third kingdom of bronze, and you sh and, and shall rule over all the earth. And there shall be a fourth kingdom, as uh, uh, strong as iron, 
Because iron breaks to pieces and shatters all things. And like iron that crushes, it shall break uh, and crush all things. So these are connected, amen. So I want to kind of bring these together in our text. So the image that King Nebuchadnezzar set up is not what Daniel's speaking about here. Uh, I remember a chapter earlier, 20 years, uh, uh, God meets with Nebuchadnezzar, gives this incredible dream. Uh, you're the king of kings, you rule over all things. Uh, you would imagine that would be enough. You would think that would be good enough. God raised him up uh, to be this mighty king over the whole earth. But a chapter later, uh, he, he's making this image that was not the image that God gave him. But this is another image, chapter 2, Daniel 2. Uh, this image was only partial gold, uh, and it was for a time frame connected, and had a time frame connected to it. So you will be a king for a while, but thereafter you will be another king, another kingdom. Uh, and this is what Nebuchadnezzar didn't want. Uh, he making this uh, a great golden statue here for a reason. It's our text here. Uh, the text is all gold, or the image is all gold. And not only is it all gold, it's an image of Nebuchadnezzar, 90 feet tall, 9 feet wide in your face. You're not going to miss this image uh, of Nebuchadnezzar. This image is total rebellion against God. Uh, this image says to God, I reject your boundaries and your time frame that you gave me. This image says my kingdom will never end. My kingdom is going to be a perpetual power to every person, to every land and language, uh, and you will bow down to me. So here's Nebuchadnezzar, chapter 3, building this great image. Uh, this is my power, my glory, and you're going to bow to it. Doesn't matter what God said. Uh, what matters is what I command here. You know, we're still fighting against a world image today. Listen, King Nebuchadnezzar and his kingdom died just as God said. Other kings and kingdoms have risen and died just as God said. Uh, there's a truth here I want you to see. This is the value of friendship. Uh, the truth here we need to see is the king and the kingdoms uh, have come and gone, but the image is still very much alive today. And this image has gotten worse as time has passed. Uh, so there's an image today uh, that is loose in the world that we're going to look at in a moment. Uh, that's everything against God, that hates God, like Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, God says one thing, but this image says everything opposite of that. This image shakes its fist at God saying, I don't need you. you will not, I will not worship you nor serve you. Uh, I will be as selfish, violent, and as perverted as I want to be. That's what Nebuchadnezzar is saying to God. Uh, God, I, I'm rejecting everything about you. I'm rejecting your time frame. What you say, I'm only going to be in power for a while. This image was to portray God, I'm my own man. I can do what I want, and I'm going to do what I want. Now, I was thinking about the United States of America. Just as King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 2 was established and raised up by God. I believe that about our nation. But the King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 3 backslides, becomes full of himself. America, 1962. Uh, we removed prayer and Bible reading out of school. Our schools now teach evolution instead of creation. Most of our governors, statesmen, judges, counselors, and officials uh, all side the image uh, as that we don't want nothing to do with God. We live in a time frame of extreme wickedness and rebellion against God. Uh, if you don't believe me, look what's going on in the world today. Just look at the news and see what's going on. Uh, 
It's not just a rebellion against government. We're, we're dealing with rebellion against God, godly principles. Uh, amen. This is the image that we're up against today. But in the midst of this wickedness and rebellion against God, we can stand. And we can be a light, amen, for God and turn the hearts of men and women. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, shows every Christian that we can stand uh, and we can overcome and we can make uh, a testimony for God in the earth and, and everybody can see this. So secondly, friends that stand together. I want, really want to home in on friendship here. Friends that stand together. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were real friends. Listen, they were friends that stood together, worshipped together, served together, and were persecuted together. Listen to me very carefully here. The reason some Christians have such a hard time living for God, making right decisions, decision to pray, to come to church faithfully, to give, to worship, fellowship, outreach, uh, is because who they hang around with. Their friends dictate their life. Friendship does that. Uh, it matters who you call your friend. It matters who you build a friendship with, who you unite your arms with. Uh, uh, amen. Who you say, this is my close That matters. Ecclesiastes 4.9, Solomon speaks of the value of having the right friend. He said, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labors. For if they fall... One will lift up his companion, but woe to him whose low money falls. For he has no friend, no one to help him up again. For he has no one to help him up again. If two lie down together, he will they will warm, keep warm. But who can be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. Solomon's looking at saying, Man, I wish I had a real friend here. Solomon, the king of kings, at that time the greatest king ever, but he has no friend. And how many times I see us in church, people go through things. Uh, one of the first things I ask them, who's per, who you got praying with you? Who's your friend? Who, who can you cry on? Whose shoulder can you cry on? Who do you have uh, that you can go see? And, and many times the answer is no one. I don't have a friend. Uh, and Solomon says, woe to the one who falls without a friend. Because listen, they don't have anybody to help them up. Uh, listen, friendship in the church is powerful uh, and needed. Listen, if you don't have a friend, you're in trouble. For Solomon said, because one day you're going to fall and you're going to need a friend because you can't get up on your own. As we look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we see qualities to look for in picking a friend. Look at Daniel 1. Nebuchadnezzar overthrows Judah. That's the background. And he commanded his chief eunuch to bring some of the youth without blemish, it said, of good, uh, good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with all knowledge, understanding, and learning, uh, and, and competent to stand in the king's palace to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. So Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is among them. So, uh, amen. So they're overtaken. Judah's overtaken by Babylon, uh, and this chief uh, eunuch is made. To go out, get some young men, good-looking guys, smart guys, uh, bring them in. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are part of that crowd. Uh, they find them, they bring them in, uh, uh, amen, to King Nebuchadnezzar's. Verse 5, we begin to see what made them strong. So the king appointed them a daily portion of food at the, that the king ate, and the wine that he drank, verse 8. But Daniel and his friends re 
uh, resolved that they would not defile themselves with the king's food or with the king's wine. So first, amen, the first thing uh, uh, friends need are the same convictions. So we're seeing a friendship here, and we're seeing things to look for. First thing we see is these men have the same conviction. All four of these young men, listen, were taken from their homeland, away from their mom and dad, brothers and sisters, made to learn another language, serving uh, in the courts of a foreign king uh, in a foreign land, but they're not bitter, they're not twisted, they're not angry at God, they're not blaming, but they have convictions. All four of these men uh, have a conviction, this difficult setting, uh, uh, amen, they have, they're keeping their convictions, they're strong in many areas, but they got convictions that, listen, uh, we're not going to defile ourselves, things may not be as we want right now, Things may not be going well, but listen, we're not going to defile ourselves here. They have, all four of them have convictions, same convictions. In hard, difficult times in their lives, their conviction shines. It's like you can take us away from our homeland, away from our, away from our family, but you cannot take our convictions away. I like that. Well, I like it when I see men and women go through things, uh, especially as friends, as a group, and and they keep their convictions, they're strong. Listen, as your friends do not share your convictions, you'll pay the price. Solomon says, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, there's no one to help him up. When I say, well, I shall say for a few years, working at a place, and I begin to notice we had a couple guys in the church that their friends were the work friends instead of the church friends. And I told her, I said, hey, you know, I said, it's, you can have friends wherever you want. I said, but listen, bro, you need some church friends here. Here's the friends of the church that you have over you hang with, uh, that you share ideas with, share time with. Because uh, listen, when you follow them, I know them guys. They're going to kick the dirt on you, amen. Uh, they're going to leave you hanging out there. They don't care. You need some church friends. And, oh, you know, you're just being over since you've been all religious, da, 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 this and that. Well, they're not around today. And I often wonder if it's because they didn't have any friends. And all through my years as a pastor, I've noticed uh, people that don't have friends struggle a lot more than people that do have friends. Daniel 1, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego all said, we've resolved not to defile ourselves. Do you have friends that stand with you there? They were strength for each other. Said, "Hey, listen, we're we're on the same page here, man. Uh, uh, here we have some guys that pray together, fast together. Uh, they resolve some things together. That's friendship." Second thing we see, they serve together. Daniel two. Daniel has interpreted the king's dream right here. In verse forty-eight, Daniel made a request to the king to appoint Shadrach, Meshach, Bendigo over all the affairs of the province of Babylon, but Daniel remained in the king's court. In other words, Daniel said, we want to still serve together. It's important to me that my friends uh, serve with me, uh, not just me lifted up, but I want to serve together with these men that have my back, I have their back with the same convictions. Uh, they're serving Together, uh, this is critical. When you serve together in the church, you have a common language. You speak the same things about faith, about God, the will of God. It's interesting when, uh, you know, when you're serving together, 
Uh, there's, the language is there, isn't it? I mean, it's like, it's, all you want to do is talk about things of God, what God's doing. Uh, the language is the same. When you serve together, your focus is the same. We want to see people saved, as Ryan was saying today. Uh, I want to see people saved. Uh, uh, so I want to see the church enlarged. You have a focus. When your labor's together, your desire's the same. Your heart longs to please God and be a blessing to the house of God. So listen, uh, uh, amen. These are things to look for. Do you have the same convictions? Are you serving uh, together? Look for people that have these convictions, people that are serving when you build a friendship. Third thing we see, they were men of prayer. Daniel 2.17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companions, and told them to seek mercy uh, from the God of heaven concerning this matter or this mystery. They were people of prayer. These men prayed together. They knew each other's heart. They knew each other's desires. They knew one another deeply because they prayed together. Listen, you pray together, you hear how the other person prays. You can you begin to understand their heart or how they think uh, because they're praying together. But these are things to look for in building a friendship, convictions, same convictions, uh, serving and praying. Listen, these are things you have to have in a friendship. Let me ask you, do your friends have convictions? Do they serve, do they pray, or are they even in the church? Because troubled times will come. And in these troubled times, it's the strength of a friend many times that can pull you through. You know, I have three or four guys I can call any time of the day or night. They wouldn't mind the call. I, I can say, hey, man, help me out. <laughs> And, and they can call me anytime. There's friendship, amen, there. And I'm telling you, friendship pulls you through. You know, we're living in a time where people want to be self-isolated. This pandemic has just, uh, just uh, you know, expanded that or put it under magnifying. We see how selfish people really are today, how isolated they really are, want to be. I don't want anybody around. I got my own little area. Don't come close, uh, this pandemic kind of made it visible, but uh, it's been there. So we're living in a time where people want to self-isolate, to be by themselves, uh, don't want to build friendship. Neighbors don't even know each other today. You know, one of the first things I'm, I'm doing around that, I'm knowing my neighbors. Well, these on the, it's Bruce and Rhonda. How you doing? Uh, building a friendship with them uh, across the street. Uh, uh, first thing I did, I moved. I went up to, from Romania, getting to know them. People don't even know their neighbors today. I mean, when you're in trouble, it's not mom and dad. It's, come, it's your neighbor. They see your house burning, they're close. If you don't know them, they go, I don't know if I want to get burnt for him. They don't even look at me. They don't even say hi to me. You got time to call mom and dad. You know, don't believe the lie that says I don't need anybody. I can do this on my own. I don't need anybody. I can do something. That's a lie from hell. And that's a deception that's going to get you in trouble. Because you do need people. I need people. God made us social beings. Amen. Uh, uh, you know, uh, God made us that way. We need to have relationship. You know, friendship takes work. That's one of the problems. Yeah. Proverbs 18 says, The man who has friends must be friendly. 
That's the problem. You just don't want to be a friend. You don't want to be friendly. Problem. People don't have friends. Don't want to be friendly. Come on, I feel I'm hitting a nerve somewhere. That's the problem. That's the real problem. I deal with people. Say, I say, who's your friends? Uh, and eh, well, uh, I say, are you friendly? Do you talk to? Them? Do you talk to people? Do you sit with them? Do you have anybody over? Do you? They're not friendly. If you want friends, you got to be friendly. Right? Not preaching false doctrine. It's here. Look thirdly here, friends that make world impact. Go to Daniel 3. We start verse 23. These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the fiery burning furnace, or burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and arose in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the, to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. The Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire, and the governors and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had no, had no power over their bodies. The hair of their heads were not singed, the coats were not harmed, uh, and the smell of fire did not, was not upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angels to deliver his servants who trusted in him, and set aside the king's command, and yield up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Now, we can only imagine here how this affected King Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon, and the rest of the world. I mean, it gives us a quick caption, but we don't get the full impact here. I mean, everybody knows Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, these Christians, these pesky Christians, uh, uh, you know, they're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Everybody's there. You know, if they got media, if they got, if they got internet, they're all watching this. Everybody's eyes are on these men, uh, and they're going together. That's friendship. They're going to the fire together. Uh, uh, they're not squilling and belling out, you know, on each other. Uh, they're in this thing together, and they make a powerful point, uh, and that is that God is in there with them. And here's the king, he sees that. Uh, the governors, the counselors, the magistrates, all these people, these officials, uh, they're witnessing this thing. This is earth shattering. Listen, the king, the governors, counselors, magistrates, all the officials witnessed that day God's saving power, God saving three men that stood together. That was powerful. It was so powerful, King Nebuchadnezzar said to his officials, uh, did we not cast in three? They said, true. And he said, I see another guy Looks like the Son of God, and they're unbound, they're unhurt. Uh, I mean, think about this. Does that begin to get out in their courts, in their nation languages it talks about? We see three things that happened here, though. Shadrach, Meshach, Benigo, as they stood for God. One, there's no mention of King Nebuchadnezzar making people bow to his image anymore. Now, think of something that broke it immediately. We don't hear one more thing about anybody ever bowed down. This gives us the idea, uh, amen, and we're talking about the power of friendship making world impact here. Uh, 
amen, as they stood together, they went in the fire together, they make an impact. Uh, immediately this image uh, is torn down, broken apart, uh, the gold put in other places or whatever. And the king has another dream. And immediately in this dream, he turns to Daniel, the man of God, to interpret it, Daniel 4.18. All the wise men, and it says, all the wise men of my kingdom are not able or, or Nebuchadnezzar saying this, all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make no unto me the interpretation, but you are able for the spirit of God dwells in you. So here's something given to Nebuchadnezzar as well. Uh, immediately this image is dissolved. Uh, immediately he has a conviction now. He knows what the spirit of God looks like. Uh, and now when he's in trouble, he goes to the man of God who has the spirit of God in him. King Nebuchadnezzar didn't fully repent, but accepted Daniel's interpretation in which it was not good news either. This is the power of friendship again. Listen, they stand together, testimony is established now, and even a wicked, prideful, arrogant king uh, is willing to take something that's not even good news. Verse 25, you shall be driven among from men, and your dwelling shall be at the beast of the field. You shall be made to eat grass like an ox, uh, and you shall be wet with the dew of heaven. And seven periods of time shall pass over you until you know that the, the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. That wasn't good news. Hey, king, uh, sorry, but you're going to be living like an animal for seven years. Your fingernails are going to grow like eagle's claws. Uh, your hair is going to grow being be mats. Uh, everybody's going to know you're in the field eating grass. But he took that because the results of these three guys that stood together, and because they stood together, they impacted their world at that time. Second thing happened is, King Nebuchadnezzar commanded all the people not to say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Think about that. You go from total, no dominion, total dominion. He said, no, I don't, want, I don't want to hear nothing about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego's God in a negative way at all. Or it gets worse than what he says. Verse 29. King never, never made a decree uh, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego shall be torn limb from limb. Their house is laid in ruins, for there's no God who is able to rescue in this way. Now, we're not asking for that. But it would be nice for our leaders, governors, and magistrates to confess who God is. We're not asking, hey, God, tear them apart. <laughs> we're not asking for that. But it would be nice, and here's the impact. I want you to see uh, friendship that stands together. They stood together. Now they're making world impact. Uh, and now they have dominion. They can, they can say whatever they want. Uh, as they can preach. They can witness. They can declare things of God. And people have to listen. It's like, you know, we go set up our Saturday street meetings by chance. Hopefully, we don't get run off. Uh, them three brothers, uh, they can preach anywhere they want. They can't say anything because they do, they're going to be torn from limb to limb. Their house is run. They have to listen to them. Come on. Third thing that happened King Nebuchadnezzar positioned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in critical places, verse 30. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. In other words, now they're in a position of influence 
to make laws and outcomes. This is powerful. These three stand together. They stood together. They become a testimony. Now they have world impact. You know, when we stand together, we see the impact of this as a fellowship. As a fellowship, we're a fellowship. Uh, amen. We're connected uh, heart and vision. And as a result of that, we have over 2,500 churches, over 120 nations. Uh, that's out of a partnership. Jesus discipled his men uh, to have one, the same convictions. He preached the same word and he expected that conviction to be there. He decided them to serve together, to pray together. Uh, as they did, there's a strength given to them. Uh, as you read the Gospels, they overcame great obstacles uh, and made world impact. Again, let me close here. Do you have a friend? If not, you need to get a friend. You need at least two or three friends. Somebody, it's good to say, hey, here's my friends. And two of your friends have the same convictions. Are they serving? Are they praying? Are you together anywhere? Three, are you praying? Do they pray? These are critical things. I believe in friendship. And listen, as in Daniel's time, as in our... We think our world's bad today, and it is bad, but it ain't that bad. I mean, we read the Bible, we, there's, some, there's some kingdoms and uh, dictators, there's some things going on in there that we ain't even close to being there yet. Uh, we got some laws that still work. Imagine there, if they don't like you, they're just going to throw you in the fire. And nobody's going to say nothing. Kings, judges, they've all agreed, yeah, he's pesty Christian, burn him. Uh, we ain't there yet. <laughs> But if we do get there, do you have a friend to stand with you? Do you have a friend to labor with you, pray with you? I encourage you, if you don't have a friend, get one. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads this morning.